You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting that uh, Westworld. This is the third episode. This one was called The, the Stray. The Stray, yeah. Uh, kind of non-monumental, but yeah, okay, The Stray. And this one had a different director. This was a, what was it, Neil? Neil so, Marshall. Neil Marshall, yeah. yeah. Golden. Some Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, it's kind of like HBO's recycling the uh, the director pool, which is not, not a problem, which is, <laughs> you know, continues the greatness here. Yeah. Uh, no reason not to. Yeah. No, I mean, HBO does a great job of recycling everybody that they use. That leaves a little bit of a good taste in our mouths. Yeah. So what would y'all say your, uh, what would you give this rating on this episode compared to the last ones or just by itself, whatever? I mean, just on the making of the eyeball alone, a 10. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my thing is, is, you know, I've not, I've not like, I stay on the same level all three episodes so far. I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of felt like I was a little drag or just a hair down for at least the first half of the episode. I think it took it a long time before I got into it. Before you really got into it's like juicy tidbits that added more to the overlying plot. I think the first half was a lot of repetition of what we've seen in the first two. And so that was the only thing I can say kind of brought this one down a little bit compared to the first two. I think that's possibly going to change. Your opinion will probably change based on what we get in the future. Because there's a reason why they're beating us over the head with some of this stuff, I think. Like there's, there's, there's an excuse for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think everything has a purpose. I think it's so, so well written it's just that this episode kind of feels like when we like when we do other shows, this is like we would call a setup episode, kind of. Even though our way we wouldn't say it is, I think all of them have been set up, but they've done a really good job of making some really good action sequences, really cool dynamic characters, really interesting kind of twists and qu- more question building. This one was kind of first half. It was just a lot of the, what we've already seen, and it was about a little over halfway before we started getting the whole, uh, you know different things that kind of let you know okay now dr ford's doing this and now we learned about a partner and we learned about this and we started getting more background and more juicy tidbits of okay now we're getting direction you know what i mean and another thing that uh, about this episode that kind of bummed me out a little bit is, is this was the first one we didn't get ed harris like we have had in the past like his storyline disappeared this episode now you got flashes of it, don't get me wrong but it wasn't him you know it wasn't like actually that character doing anything there's memories yeah exactly and so um, that kind of stuff, you know, I guess that's what kind of played it down for me just a little bit. I mean, I can see that because, I mean, we literally got a replay from the first episode with Dolores and Teddy and that entire sequence. The only part that I really enjoyed about that was we actually saw Teddy before he went to go help out Dolores. And so we got a little bit more of his backstory. And I thought that part of it was a little bit interesting. I mean, I got to be honest, that's my favorite part. Hopkins talking to Teddy. I love that. Oh, just telling him that oh, he's just creating his background for his new future storyline? Well, no, just him telling him, like, you never get Dolores. <laughs> you're meant for misery. Pure you're, cannon fodder. You have died over a thousand times. Yes. And you're going to keep dying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's so harsh. He cuts that one's face. Yeah. It's like, they're not real. He doesn't feel any pain. No because, shame. Because yeah. we haven't told him to feel pain. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like... Did that surprise y'all? Yes, because... You remember in like the first couple episodes, I'm predicting, oh, Bernard's messing around. He's the one that's implanting this stuff. And then Ford's kind of, you know, maybe doing a little something. But now that's like they keep flip-flopping. Like, yeah, like, who's the possible bad guy here? And is it a bad guy? Who's just to say that some, like, like this episode. Okay, saboteur. Explore, yeah. Who's to say that the whole deal here is, is that, like, he, I think the key piece of information tonight, on, I'm sorry, on that episode of the night, the one statement was is, is that Ford looks at Bernard and goes, they're not real. You know, Don't forget that. Don't forget that. That part right there was the biggest clue to me of what's going forward in this show. Is that Bernard is like, what I think is they're setting up is, is like his partner lost Arnold. his mind. Yeah. And that Bernard is the next one due to a broken heart of his son. And that whole little five to ten minutes of him having flashbacks of his son and Ford giving that speech, that is the biggest piece of information of the entire series in my mind. I, I think so too, because you learn that Bernard might not be talking to Loris and stuff like that because he's sabotaging her or creating something, but because he's trying to figure out 
or he's becoming too close to the androids like Arnold was. Oh yeah, uh, to me, um, he it's like he's found something to talk to that he can do privately, and he's like you said, he's starting to enjoy that part of it when you're not shouldn't you shouldn't be you have to realize they're not real you know and infatuated with exactly it. Yeah. It, absolutely exactly and so that right there i think that is what the catalyst is for the show and i think it took three episodes for us to get into that to hit the nail on the head but you know i think there's a lot more too we got a lot more hammer strikes to hit but i mean that right there was the biggest piece of information from this episode and that's the one thing that made it such a strong episode is we got such good information on some things you had to wait for it but man, did you really get a good, good taste, a good bite of what you feel like the story is really trying to accomplish by this? Well, at least Bernard's story. Like yeah. you feel like you got a, at least a better grip or handle on what they're trying to do with his character. Now you know something else I noticed. The biggest theory and biggest question here is is that a lot of people when talking about this is that when is this? When is this supposed to be going on? Da, da, da. This was the first time they showed a glimpse of something that gave you a clue in my mind that make you feel like what kind of date and time we are compared to where we are now. And the one thing that stuck out to me was, is that, you know, Bernard, he had that flashback of his son in the hospital. Yeah. Did you see that what they were using as medical equipment and yeah, different things? Like ventilators. It was, none of it was futuristic. It was like yeah. current today medical technology. To me, it's almost like, okay, so this means that I think we're less than 30 years ahead of us right now. Maybe even less than that based on, you know, Bernard, I mean, he, his kid could have died 10 years ago, but it, you know, it could have been 15 years ago. But he makes it sound like it was recent. He still you know, really, really struggles with it and so on. Anyway, there's, there's a lot of variance there, but I also think that I think it narrows it down to somewhere around between 20 and 30 years in the, in the future based on that flashback alone. I don't know if that really makes sense just because Westworld's been around for 30 years. And so for it to only be 30 years in the future, that means it started right now. But you understand... He also confirmed that he joined them later, and he didn't even know about the original partner who created it. Yeah, I mean, I know that. So and I mean, you can't but... use that thirty as part of the time scale because Bernard could have came five years ago, and he's still, you know, he's just a developer or you know, person who does the analysis. He's supposed to be the person who replaces Ford. He's the company man who he still admires Ford. So his time scale of when he's joined this project, he's still novice about some things about it. Well, Westworld might not be 30 years old because there was Medieval World and another one too. Future World. Future World. And then there was also a Roman one. Before Westworld. That was the first iterations in the movie. Okay. And I can't remember if they actually mentioned that. But they talk about critical failures. That may have happened not in Westworld. But that could have been in Medieval World. Well, caused him to switch gears, you know what I mean? Well, the critical failure was Arthur. I mean... What? Arnold? Yeah, Arnold. Right. Could be. I mean, right. that's very possible. Um, I I don't know exactly how this iteration with Westworld and stuff like that is. I mean, if it, the whole thing is 30 years old, which if you see the little flashback of... Anthony Hopkins, which you get the CG, Anthony Hopkins. Incredible. Which looks so good. Incredible. I mean, that made me pretty upset that we can do this for Anthony Hopkins, but we can't have a couple more direwolves on Game of Thrones. I'm just saying, HBO. (laughs) You know, CGI's there. Way way to be selective with your budget. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you only make millions, but Jesus, come on. We we get more dragon and (laughs) very few direwolf. Uh, Something about fur. First, hard to do. Yeah, they said it's like the weight. Well, that's just like Jake's favorite movie, you know, Twilight and stuff. You know, they didn't really do really good with that series. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) The Walking Dead fangirl over there (laughs) talking. Uh, Anyway, yeah. Who cares? Whatever. Anthony Hopkins was younger, but not like super young in that CG flashback. Yeah. So I. I'm not, I'm obviously 30 years, I'm max, you know. Well, here, that's what I'm saying. Think about that. Think about how he looked there compared to what he looks now. Would you say that he was 30 years younger when he was developing the, you know, the synthetics, the robots, androids, what do you want to call them? Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. That kind of, kind of nailed on the head to me, you know. It looks about right. But like I said, that's just when they're first creating the androids. That could be creating the androids for medieval world. We don't know yet. We, We don't know. I just think this was the first time you got, tidbits of information that give you 
the closest thing to a time scale of where things would be and so on. You know, I, that's just my opinion. And, that was, and I've been looking for that so hard because so many people question, when is this? And of course, we speculate that, you know, their clothes don't look futuristic. There's not anything other than, you know, their surroundings and the modes of transportation that look super futuristic. Everything else looks very, very similar. I mean, they, they're still smoking regular cigarettes, for Christ's sake. I mean, you'd think that maybe, you know, we're, we're doing e-cigarettes now. What do you think they're doing in the future? If they, I mean, that's what I'm, little things like that, you know. They're smart enough not to smoke anymore. That's what you hope. But oh, they've that, beaten all disease. Right. So, you can have all the vices you want probably at this point and it won't matter. It's like, Oh, my lungs. Yeah. Oh, here's some new lungs, bro. <laughs> yeah, really? You slide your debit card over here on the right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this vending machine has lungs. Just G7. Right. G7. <laughs> Get you a new liver. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're looking at close to 50 to a hundred years in the future from today that our present time. Okay. I mean, it's not out of the realm. I mean, I think it's, I would say, much closer to 50. But, I mean, that's just me. All right, something else in the episode. All right, we we really focused on Dolores for at least 60% of the episode. You know, that's a strong number and so on. And, you know, the whole the whole gun mystery of, I was really kind of surprised that, you know, she goes to grab the gun from Teddy and can't pull the trigger. By the way, worst hand grip I've ever seen. <laughs> I was I'm talking so about ready. like if she pulls that trigger, I look at my wife and I said, if she pulls that trigger, she's going to blow her nose off. I mean, that, that thing it was in terrible uh, shape. Not to mention her hand, probably fingers missing <laughs> yeah. because all that revolver blast is just going to blow off her finger. <laughs> uh, the only thing that was in there was her finger in the trigger guard. The rest of it didn't come right off. But I think that's just good writing. And showing that she has never hold, never held a firearm before. Okay, but you can say that. But Come then on, later, Teddy, in the epi- but, help her out. I swear. <laughs> I mean, but you know, but then later in the episode, she grabs a gun single-handedly and takes out, you know, old Og there. And, you know, I'm like, um, he didn't teach her that, you know, and that's not how you held the gun, you know, or anything else. Well, so. it, that was just to me was part of it evolving because you have to go back to where we're all. Uh, sitting around the campfire and no one could chop wood because it wasn't in their storyline. They couldn't uh, handle the axe. You know, you can only not Touche. Touche. I like it. And so this shows her evolving through all the conversations and being able to retain this information into going back and changing her storyline and just how important she is to whatever it is going on. Okay, so did y'all understand the part with the drawer where she opens it, the gun's wrapped up, shuts it? It's not there. It's not there. Do we understand that? No. Because no, I was very like, what I'm the? super confused on that part. Because I know it's showing repeating, repeating, repeating. So maybe it's a different, point where you it's know like, what? Maybe it was, maybe it was a memory. Time. Maybe it was a memory. Like her, that's what you, we saw originally was what she did the first time. And what you saw the second time was her memorying of that. That's why she checked the drawer twice. Or maybe it was, this is going to be a little bit off the wall, but maybe it was present time when she had the gun and everything. And then when it skipped, it went back to before the man in black was there. And it was a uh, past tense before everyone else was there. Yeah, because the... Because there's a lot of theories that good old William, you know, Jimmy Simpson, is the man in black before he becomes the man in black. I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely mm. off that train. No, no, that no. That train no. derailed and went <laughs> off the bridge on the other side of Westworld. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. We, we hear somebody talking to Dolores... And she says, right here, last episode, she bends down, digs up the gun. Yeah. Okay? This is the voice, Arnold. This episode, she has that very gun in the drawer. And then we find out where she actually got that gun from was from Mutton Chops Bandito in the barn. Yeah. Right. So, why did she shoot him and then bury the gun? Or why did she shoot him then put it in the drawer? What what happened first or second and third? I mean, well, I think so. that's all part of the mind game. This it's show is doing a, I think so it's well. Happened several different ways. I think she's gotten her hands on the gun a couple different ways. You know what I mean? Right. Because I mean, if we find out that that is Arnold's voice speaking to her and speaking to the milk bandit, you know what I mean? All that stuff, <laughs> Walter. That, yeah, like that. He's like some virus that's been implanted. You know, that could be a really cool 
twist. Yeah, well, the story. I mean, like even like when Ford and them talked about it, like that's part of the original code that was written, and maybe by the new updates, it's somehow that's interminding or tweeting or whatever like that. I thought another really cool thing when it comes to that was is that everybody that Walter killed on the ground, you know, in the saloon was somebody who had killed him in a previous script in six different. Storyline that right there was kind of chilling a little bit. That was cool. That's the memories thing, right? And they're, and they're thinking that, or I'm thinking that the memories are what is letting them because they're going back to old storylines, yeah, in their memories. Mm-hmm. So if Dolores is going back, who is the original, which means she had direct contact with Arnold back in the day, you know, if she's literally going back to her source code, which has Arnold's fingerprints on it. Then maybe so was the Milk Bandit, who went back six storylines to everybody who had killed him, and he's like hearing Arnold right. speak to him in his subconscious. You know. Yeah, I mean they're just you can definitely tell like they even clarified is that there are certain synthetics that are some of the oldest existing ones. Right. You know that have been there since the beginning. You know, and so I, I think that's pretty it's pretty spot on. You know that's on that's on the money. So and. Uh, also, did we get a shout out to Dolores' mother in this one? Did she, it sounded like she was screaming for her mom this time around. Her mom always dies right there on the staircase. Yeah, you never you never see her alive. She's always you always hear the scream and then kapow. Yeah, I thought she yeah. was dead before all this happened. Yeah. Well, the the dad's always laying in the front yard, yeah. and then you see mom always get shot right there in the foyer. Okay, see, I thought this was the first time we saw mom get shot. Now I've seen her a couple times. I think get shot. Yeah, I mean, you, you, all you see is her take a bullet. If you see anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I just thought she was already dead before this whole sequence happened, and this was the first time we were seeing the mom. And so I thought that was well. See, I don't remember seeing the woman, the mom. I always hear the scream well, yeah, and the I mean, shot, like, and then you find her, the body right there by the stairwell. This was yeah. the first time I thought that the mother was actually acknowledged. I guess is what I was trying to say. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing her. Just like I said, just randomly, just snatched up thrown and then shot and yeah. she just falls on the floor in front yeah. of the stairs okay you know not, the, the, the camera's not even focused on oh, it no you know no, I mean? no. Like, it's, it's just completely secondary it's background yeah you know completely secondary um and then was this the previous dad as well I'm sorry to harp on the scene no but I didn't there was see a, the mustache. you saw a memory where a memory. she sees okay. the the bartender gotcha. who became dad and it kind of like because I was like that's not the same bit. glorious you see that one. yeah yeah it was a couple times like you saw the um was it Maeve? Was her name? Where well, she had a memory? Where she had know, a flashback with Teddy? Teddy getting shot. Yep. You know, through the cheek. Remember Teddy in the cleaning bay? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, in the future. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not even in a not even a program. That's something that's just a true memory. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah, that I mean, it's starting to unravel. You know, we're getting more and more characters, which I'm, I'm all right with. Um. What do we think about uh, you know Jimmy Simpson's character this this time around? You know him. He gets shot and actually, I mean, it looks like it takes him clean off his feet, falls to the ground. I think that was just more shocking. All he wasn't expecting it, it. Yeah, I agree with Cash. I mean, you think about it. You've never been shot in this West. You never world. know what you're expecting. It's his first time here. I mean, that thing leaves an immediate you know, shiner on yeah. his chest. So it hit him pretty hard. I mean, hell, I'd go flipping out of the way too. I mean, yeah, I don't, you Ed know, Harris. But, but when you react. Ed Harris, yeah, but when you see Ed Harris, it's like ding, 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 ding. That's but thirty years in the making. But he's been shot for how long? I mean, thirty years. I thirty mean. years worth of he knows, you know, and he just his old man just dust off those bruises. <laughs> really, there's no soft tissue there anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, ain't no telling. I, I just. I think it was just surprise and stuff that knocked him down. Yeah, I think so. I, the more unbelievable thing was the perfect shooting out of this revolver that he immediately comes out to save Clementine. Yeah, well, I think that's part of a script. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the whole deal. I mean, he kill, he gets a revolver and he kills five people with one bullet left and then he, he goes down ghastly from shot from behind, you know? So, I mean, I think it's just part of the whole deal, you know? One of those things, you know? Possibly. You know this, this scene all together. I was like, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> I know it. Shoot him in the back of the head. Just shoot him. I mean, he's you broad know. back. Just go yeah. ahead. And, you know, plug him. He is not giving you any 
<laughs> Give I mean, a damn. <laughs> I mean, I swear, any deer hunter salivating it was much, you know, broadside we got here. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> blaze this guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> Reload and put some more in him. <laughs> Dude's a maniac. Yeah, I know. It. I just. Uh, they, they do something in this show, though, where they keep showing these guys that are really cool looking characters and then just greasing them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The bald guy with the mustache with the hat on and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. he comes out with that huge like sheep clothing uh, like yeah. jacket. Yeah, I mean this guy is looking the part. Like straight out of True Grit. You oh remember, yeah, uh, yeah. The sheep's wool pants and stuff. Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh, this and is he awesome. takes three you know revolver rounds to the chest and he's dead as a hammer. Just dead as can be. <laughs> yeah. I mean nothing. Yeah. You know, I, the guys there. My favorite line and your dickless partner there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my ribs are hurting. I love it. I love it. I mean, just pure massage. The only thing he could have said different was like your little, your little Sheila, you know, something. Oh yeah, and she just greased him with a oh, rifle. Yeah. Well, he's killed me. Teddy kills everybody but him, and then the girl, the girl just smokes him out. You know, just. Ooh, I thought she was a great ad carrying the rifle around. Yeah, I like her. What? The chicks keep getting rifles. Yeah. You know, Scarface from the first episode, she's just like, oh, yeah. Who took out, dude took out half the yeah. town. She's got a rug load of guns. <laughs> she greases a guy getting pulled by a horse seven times with a shotgun. Just, yeah, really, just right. like, you got him. Yeah. <laughs> Game over, man. Double yeah. tap plus two. So, I just like, this chick likes killing. Yes. You know? know. She's greasing every chick and guy yeah, that runs like, across the map. It's like Grand Theft Auto Westworld here. Yeah. You know, just see what we can do here. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my rocket launcher cheat code? Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I like that they're giving chicks, there's some badass chicks in the show. Yeah. There's oh, some yeah. equality going on here. There ain't no, you know, equal opportunity killer. Badass, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's Absolutely. no doubt about that. The livestock. So, going back to old Jimmy's character, he decides to go on the whole hunt for bad guy, the story, you know, that Ford puts in there. Bounty hunt. The bounty hunt. Wyatt, you know, old deadly, the devil on earth, Wyatt, you know. Um, Is he looking for Wyatt? I think that's the other people. No, it's him. Him, the sheriff, and the uh, the black no. lawman. It no, was, no, 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 no. Jimmy's not with them. That's Teddy and the girl. That's Teddy. That's with them for that. That's night. right. That's right. Now, he just goes after some other... Rando. Yeah, Jimmy's That's in right. like a different... That's right. Yeah, he said he was going on a mission, but then you don't see him anymore. I, I got those mixed no, up. No, you do. You yeah. see him and Logan on the campfire talking, and then Dolores That's what Dolores... Yeah, like, it almost me. seems yeah. like Jimmy's in a different time frame than Teddy. Because I, I can't recall ever seeing them together. Um, No, I don't think so, because <laughs> Dolores is leaving. Well, Dolores is original, so we can't... She's not the connector piece. Yeah, but she's still... Leaves Teddy on horse to go home. Yeah, and Teddy and just got Teddy a new, goes the other way. Right, and Teddy just gets a whole new story, and he's on that, and this is all going on while Jimmy Simpson's character is in the park. So you want to correlate that that's all going on at the same time. Yeah, I think they're in there at the same time, uh, but they're just on different ends of the map right now. Right. I, I'm still sinking with, because Teddy wasn't on the train, and we haven't seen him on screen together. So I just I'm something's off between Jimmy and Teddy, and I just don't know what it is yet. I, maybe I mean this maybe. show could throw you all kinds I just of curves think, not enough information to say definitive yeah and so on. I'm okay with I'll that I'll stick with that all but right. I do know that Hopkins just gave him a new update yes and that's why he's on the bounty hunter right so I'm not even sure Teddy's on the train anymore with his new update and his new story he may not even be on the train don't know yeah because he didn't but, I mean, take he was, Dolores he should have been on the train when Jimmy or when uh, William came in well he would have Without the up, I maybe not. I don't yeah. know, but I'm just saying. Every other time he takes Dolores on that ride through the mountains, and they go and they have a little chat. This time, you know, well, first time he talks about someday and all that. Crap. Well, yeah. How about Dolores catch him in the ultimate woman trap? Of, yeah. Oh, you use someday instead of that's, soon, or that yeah, sounds but, a lot like never. Or, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Which means no. Yeah. But the second time he takes her to a place and starts shooting at a pallet. You yeah. know what I mean? And then tries to teach her how to shoot. So it's like his storyline has changed, I think. Yes. And he's doing different things. Because now he's all like morose. Yeah, I got oh, I got a lot of demons to whatever. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to take care of some things before I'm ready for a woman like you and all this crap. <laughs> you know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> Teddy deserves to die a thousand deaths. <laughs> and boy, does he get another interesting <laughs> Teddy way. is just code for Kenny, yes. And yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so so speaking of Teddy and his demise, so you know him and the sheriff and some lawmen and the girl they go off on their, you know, the search for you know Wyatt, Wyatt. and of course they get ambushed and people are you know. Now I will tell you the whole bodies on the tree, and the stink and the flies and all that stuff. Okay, or was we believe that synthetics, if they're set up there, that they would create an odor like that? Well, I mean, they can yeah. get MRSA, so I'm going to go with yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I just thought that was intriguing that, you know, but if it's a rotating, if you if this happens every day and they're repeating the same arc, how long, I mean, did they mean they were just storing them things to get stinky before they put them up on a tree? See, I don't know if that Anthony Hopkins storylines work that way. I don't think they are every day. I think that's a misconception that we've been working with. I think oh, no, well, things- they keep showing Dolores wake up every day and repeat and repeat and repeat. So does Teddy go and get ambushed repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting at. Possibly. Because the thing is, we, this is the first time we learned this episode too. With the Bernard conversation with Dolores, he tells her no scripted answers. Um, improv only. Improv only. But he never so, turns that back off. So they're allowed to improvise as long as that's switched on. You know what I mean? So it's like they have scripted responses to certain questions in certain situations, but they have the improvisational you know, code like, in there as like well. Like Cash just said, he never said he went and changed back to scripted response he was improv only and then he just said or remember we don't talk about our conversations and then you better hurry back dolores and that was it yeah and so we could be on complete improv mode you know oh absolutely well uh, you see it she told teddy that sounds a lot like never and all that stuff it's like coming at him you know like why don't we just leave let's just go now you know what i mean that's all new stuff for her so she may be completely done with scripted conversations for now i mean i could definitely see it I but can definitely see it. You were on the right track, though. How badass were these ambushers with the skin masks and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. And none of them had firearms. They had axes and knives, knives and yeah. so on. Well, I mean, Teddy got a few shots off on them, and they didn't... No, like, he stood there, and he did, like, a little whirlwind and shot, like, five of them. And they all just stood there. So, to me, that tells me these are guests. I'm assuming, but how did they get into a storyline... For a bad guy. I'm telling you, that was the that, biggest question for me. It was I mean, like, okay, he just shot five of them and didn't even touch them. I mean, that's the million-dollar question right there. So either Teddy, who we found out is a pretty amazing marksman, so either he missed or these are all guests tied up in a story. They were 10 feet. Teddy didn't miss five times. No, he didn't miss twice. So. And they didn't even blink. You know what I mean? So No, I mean, they just kept running like it bounced off of them. And yeah. then they went to Hatchet Town on him, you know. And <laughs> Teddy, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> no. No, he's not. Yeah, I just thought this was really cool looking. Yeah, it was, it was creepy as all get out. I thought it was a really well done effect, you know, on how they did that. But again, it just leaves you in such a world of mystery because he's ambushed by looks like eight guys. None of them are the Wyatt character that we get visuals of. No. No. Or you can tell. And that... So what was the purpose of this? You know, why? I mean, so this right here has got me intrigued. Well, Very if, intrigued. And what if that girl doesn't get away? Is she ambushed by these people? And then can she get hurt? It, it, I'll be honest. I don't think Teddy died. Oh. I don't think Teddy's dead. Because when Dolores finds the sheriff, you know, the the black sheriff that comes back to town or like that, and he says, you know, if there's any God, those people are already dead. I think that's the, that's the storyline further is that Teddy's not dead. That these are like torturous cannibal bastards or something. You know what I mean? Okay. They could be some awful dudes. So maybe they keep people and they torture them or whatever the case may be. I mean, they nailed people to a tree. So these are different folks. So I don't think Teddy's actually dead. I mean, I, I could see that. I can't. Because otherwise, <clears throat> I'm with you. Why even show this part? Because yeah. Teddy just died again. So it's like, it's got to start over again. Because yeah, we always have to see Teddy die. I mean, that's just the rule of the show. I'm not complaining about seeing Teddy die. Usually it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, to watch him go down to blaze of glory or lack of... Or lack of yeah. glory, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> One guy literally ran up and shot him in the throat and the face. That's what I call a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no glory in his death. <laughs> yeah, really. Thanks. Yeah, but, but, uh, I mean, is there any way y'all could have been the guy who ran away before they started chasing Wyatt? 
Or, I mean, are, I feel like you got to go all in. You know you can't die by these bullets and stuff. Why are you running? I don't know. I mean, literally scared, I think. You got to think, if, you, if you've if you never been before, you know, or this is like your first time in the thing. Yeah. Yeah, they promise you that this won't hurt you and stuff like that. But how do knives not hurt you? I mean, even mistakenly. You know what I'm saying? Like, things like that. Now, they're not, they're not, they're coded where they can't literally hurt anything. But, I don't know, man. It would still freak you out. Middle yeah. of the night. I mean, they did just say, saw three people hung on a tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, they were sticking true <laughs> to the, uh, the further out of town you get, the more dangerous it is. And we were definitely seeing that part come true. Yeah, I've seen a few comments about, like, how do they keep people from leaving, you know, and escaping the boundaries. And it's like, well, you just make it more savage the further you get out from town. I mean, I'm not sure if there are boundaries. I mean, we're seeing the man in black just in almost a different world. I don't know. I think the place is just huge. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, where does it end? You know what I mean? Now, you know, some people I was talking to on social media said, here's a public question. Are we sure this is Earth? Or is there the possibility this is an alternate place? I think it's a stretch um, personally, but... We haven't been given nearly enough information for this to be on a different planet or anything. Yeah, I'm calling it Earth. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, and then again, I also know it's filmed in Utah, so it kind of makes it difficult for me to say, yeah, it's, it's a different Earth. place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, this just seems too earthly. I mean, we're, we're following too many of our own rules and everything. So, you know something else I'm surprised about? We have yet to have rain. We've yet to see weather of any type other than bright sunshine every day. Desert. I'm sure that they can control that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't know if they can control it or not, but... It looks but like a also, real environment. I mean, if you go... I mean, we don't know what the date is right now. I mean, if this is midsummer, then it ain't going to rain a drop. True. You know, but they could have... If you go in the winter, it could snow. I mean, Utah gets plenty of snow. So... I mean, I know we kind of talked about it in the first episode, but do you think this is possibly virtual reality or no? Okay, see, I've seen that a few times on some other shows. Why make them synthetic? Why make them physical beings that you can talk to and analyze and do all that stuff if it's virtual reality? No, the people wouldn't be virtual reality, but the setting could be. They're talking about, like, I've heard people talk about, like, is this like a hollow deck? You know what I mean? You go on, because the part that gets everybody, everybody brings up this part, is when William walks out of his door and immediately is on a train that exits a tunnel. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's like a real transparent thing, you know, not transparent, a real object that takes you into a real world. You know what I mean? Right, but Logan goes through a, a door from his room and puts him on the same train. You know what I'm saying? And the train's moving, and then the train moves as soon as Logan steps on, thing shakes and the train moves. I agree, it's possible. Like you just make that literally backed up to the door, and that's how you get in and. Yeah, that's just a it's cool. A that's a cool ass entrance to me. To me, I'm I'm like ninety nine point nine percent. This is a true physical world. I am ninety nine thousand percent hoping it is. I don't yeah. want to see any VR or any of that crap. I just want to see something. Well, here, just like this. here's the other thing. Anthony Hopkins gets on this commercial elevator that goes up, and then ends up walking around on this place to make up a new screen. To me, that confirms it's a real place. It's just right above them, yeah, or around them. But, you know, they haven't explained why this thing goes 83 floors into the earth either. And possibly more. You know, we just know that on the 83rd subfloor is where they keep the livestock. So yeah, for all like, we know, this is post-apocalyptic, which is another theory. That earth is, you know, desolate where, you know, Metropolis used to be. And Westworld is what's left of the old world and is a memory. And so that's why they recreate it and people can pay money to be there. Or something like that. I mean, that's a that's another theory. I don't, yeah. I don't think people could afford forty thousand no. dollars a day in a post-apocalyptic world. And that tram's too nice, and all that stuff. And then Bernard's talking to his wife. You know, she seems to be like kind of just out in the normal world in a house. I'm with you. I'm just saying, there's some there's some really out there theories. Random Most question. Most of them, I'm like, you're out there. <laughs> Quick random question: Can we get eighty three hundred feet below Earth? <clears throat> like, have we do we have that kind of technology to dig that deep? Dude, no idea. I mean, the weird thing is, when remember they go down to that 83rd floor? It looks like an old mall. Yeah. And like it has a, the company name on the globe. Yeah. <clears throat> Almost like... Well, it looks like it was a previous like loading dock or something. I mean, that looks like where William got off. 
Kind of. It, it looks like where we are now. Yeah. Like our present time is what that stuff looks like. And it's like, <laughs> just the further you go up, the more. Well, I mean, when he first meets his host before, like he goes into his thing, that looks like that loading dock he got off onto because it's got the same space. Did the numbers when he was, did, were we were positive that he was going down 83 floors? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, who's to say that, you know, that number one means ground floor? I don't know. You know, there's so many different ways you could look at this that you could go one way to the other. But, of course, the perception is is that there are 83 floors below ground, and there's more floors than that. You know yeah, I mean? and the coolant towers are out or whatever, and there's water's flooding. And you look of, at the livestock, they're all, like, sweaty and green-veined, like they're grossly... Yeah, you got, you got no sunshine. The vitamin yeah, like, D is lacking. You know? I mean, it looks like the beginning of a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where these people are about to just, like, come online and start tracking you down. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's cool because you find out that Dolores's dad used to be an old horror storyline, where he was a serial killer who would spout off Shakespeare when he was killing people, which is where you get the these deadly or these delightful things lead to deadly ends, or whatever. Right? Yeah, these little lines he carries. What did he say? These anyway. Have delightful ends or have deadly ends. Right. That thing that she's whispering, he whispered to her and she yeah. whispered to Maeve and all that stuff. That's the old Shakespeare that he was returning his memories to. Correct. You know what I mean? So, like, man, there's all kinds of stuff. So, if they were to come online and he's remembering his old serial killer days, what are all these things going to be remembering? I mean, all this stuff could be crazy. Yeah. It could be, it could, it could be a total cataclysm effect you know like everybody going in different directions right. and knowing no, nobody knowing how it would turn depending out depending on whatever they, memory they decide to latch on to you know what I mean correct so it could be wild I mean Mabe's remembering something about Native having a daughter Americans. and Indians attacking them on the wagon train you know and right so I mean we I, I just love all the little mysteries and the layers on the layers on the layers Man, it is layer deep let me tell you yeah there's so much all right, so basically from the episode, you know, where do you think they're pointing the direction to more? You know, I think we've kind of hit most of the highlights in the episode. Where are they really? Where are they trying to steer us with where the story is right now? Well, on the same track with what you're just asking, what do we think about the guy at the end that's down in the, the stray? Why do you think he bashes himself in the head with a rock? Well, why is he using constellations? into his uh, wood carvings yeah okay we didn't we didn't discuss him so i guess we were talking you know which i thought it was pretty cool to show the guys on a loop you know they were stuck you know these guys were supposed to be there two days ago and they constantly re- repeating themselves they're basically going to starve to death because they can't <laughs> get a fire going right. you know what i mean so um you know uh, but see that goes back to your whole deal about a knife and a, a weapon that can you know only very select ones even have rights to even touch right. an axe weapon or a weapon. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so that kind of goes back to what you're talking about. So like when you see that sheriff get filleted and stabbed to death who was holding the lantern, you know it had to be, you know, um, it makes you feel like it had to be one of the guests that are doing that the way it was happening. You know what I mean? Or, like I said, this is a new Ford storyline. True. So we're not sure what's going on. But uh, going to your guy who was stuck in you know the stray, the whole point of this right. and so on. Um. <laughs> All right, so we know for sure that the stray is the guy that was carving the wood carvings. Yes. Yes, we believe that. That's the guy that, they were, that was missing. Okay. Okay. He was the one that had a little hobby. And I, to me, it felt like the hobby was not a part of his programming. To me, she like she was stunned by all the carvings. No, because she said because he asked about that. Like, is why would you program in a hobby like this? It was the constellations that he was carving onto the carvings that she was fascinated yeah, by because that's they all had working. a different. Yeah, like he was, it was a turtle shell. When you turn it over, it had Orion's belt and um, the, the bear the, had something and else. the Big Dipper in combination, or what, it was what it looked like for me from a distance. It was just Orion. The constellation yeah. Orion. The, I think the bear had the Big Dipper. I mean, they all had a different constellation on them. No, they all had Orion. On oh, them. did they? Yeah, he he put the same one on every one of them. I think is Would, what it was. Also, random. There is a new uh, constellation in our lives, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, NASA discovered one. 
Yeah. It's uh, it starts with an O. Very difficult to say. Thanks, NASA. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. What well, really, what do you think the purpose is? This guy just takes off for a walk and strays. Once again, I'm sure it's just going to be a memory thing where he's yeah. collecting something. But I think him bashing himself at the rock. Or first off, she puts him to sleep. Why does he wake up when he's getting his head sawn off? Same person as Mauve. She woke up when she was in sleep mode. True. When she's getting cut on, she woke up. So there's a significance to being cut while you're in sleep mode. Well, like they're feeling pain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's the the only correlation correlation between the two. I'm waking up from a sleep mode. Here is how did he wake himself up. We know how she woke herself up. She did her countdown. We don't know how he woke up. Not sure yet. I think Arnold is waking him up. And I think that's the reason he bashes himself in the head because he's hearing voices that hearing won't voices, shut up. Which Dr. Ford said, there's two different people. You know, you can think that it's a conscience or you can think of a person who's a, a lunatic or, you know, or a insane. I forget what exact words he used. Yeah. And so, like, I think you've shown both. You see a person who's following the voice in the head and you see the person who is, can't handle the voice in the head. And so in this episode, they've shown both ends of that spectrum exactly what Ford has discussed with Bernard. You know, is that Arnold lost his mind. You know, he believed by putting voices in there that they would grow into being able to basically become a consciousness. And the other option is, is that if you hear voices, you're labeled a lunatic. And so they've given you the yin and yang of that in this episode. Right. Yeah. All right, so... Bold prediction time. <laughs> Do we think we get a really ominous thing? Anthony Hopkins says, you know, he asked what happened with Arnold and stuff like that, and he was kind of wiped from the corporate law. He became known as the incident. Right. And he said, it was ruled an accident, but I know for a fact that Arnold was always extremely careful. Meaning that he he knows that it wasn't an accident whatever happened to arnold is arnold the man in black no. did they recreate arnold you know what i'm saying like is he all right we, that guest is allowed vip whatever he yeah. wants right like did something happen to arnold where they were able to transfer his you know, you know what to talk about uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, transferring the consciousness into a, an android, okay. or whatever the case may be. He's a guest, right? But he's li- allowed free reign, and he's also out scalping dudes looking for some answer. He's on some mission, bro. I'm gonna tell you, I love it. I think, I think, if anything, it is the first rational explanation to why. A person would say, I've been doing this for 30 years, has unlimited access and knowledge, and looks like a person who's searching for a way out of his own creation. He's just looking for answers. Like, maybe he doesn't know that he used to be Arnold. You know what I'm saying? Well, who's to say that that is Arnold, but he's never been allowed out of Westworld since. Because well, only, in his mind, Westworld is his real world. But he's searching for an answer, is there more to this world? It's the reverse. You know, I love that. I think that's an awesome prediction. You know? Well, I mean, we know you're only allowed 28 days at a time in Westworld due to their terms and agreement. So are we saying that maybe he bypasses that? I don't know how it's happening. Because Ed Harris, in his own words, you know, not Harris, Man in Black in his own words is like, you don't understand, this is why I pay so much for this. Or that's why I come back. I want you to struggle. You know what I mean? I don't want this to be easy. Yeah. He tells the the posse or ever like that, you guys don't understand, this is the part I love. And he starts just stabbing the dudes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think he's connected to Arnold in a way. I just don't think he's necessarily Arnold or Arnold's consciousness. I think he's trying to... I don't to think he's Arnold's consciousness either. Get to that. But he could definitely be Arnold. That's what I'm saying. There's something there. Because he's old enough. Yeah. For sure. Well, his whole statement of, I've been doing this for 30 years, that sounds like he's been there since the inception. Yeah. 
So I think I think that's a great a great you know prediction. I'm like man, that just make, that makes me think of anything else is blah blah. You know, but that answer is the man in black. But what is the show's goal moving forward? And my and if you want to say what my prediction is, is that I think it's just showing the unraveling or the creation of improv or they can call it consciousness, but their own decision making to the point of. The robot sh- crashing his own head shows that that's somebody who has made his own decisions about what he's going to do. How soon before one of them creates an incident? And I think that's where it's going is that we're going to have the corporate overlook. Ford is going to be in trouble with issues. Bernard is going to be between things because he's going to have an infatuation, but he's also loyal. You know, I mean, I think there's so many things that can be going on. So I think it's just going to be a constant whirlwind of issue problem between this that this that this that back and forth back and forth whereby trying to cancel one it creates more problems and that's what the the drama is of the show is that there you go all right let me just finish my prediction this is what i got this is what i was thinking about earlier today and i know how to like say it now i think that the man in black ed harris whatever is an android okay I think he is Arnold, okay? But I think his programming is that when he resets every day, or whatever the case may be, whenever he resets, his programming is to think that he's a guest coming here for this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Then how can he be hurt? No, that's what I'm saying. I think that's why he has free reign. He's like, He's like the thing in the code. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, well, he's Neo? Maybe, <laughs> not something like that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if you if, say something about Morpheus, I'm going to throw something at you. If he is an android and he's starting to remember things, then that would give me. But he's programmed to think he's a guest inside this thing, right? So if he's remembering that he's actually, if he does go all the way back and he's starting to remember that he was Arnold and he's starting to wonder what the hell's going on, he's scalping dudes, he's seeing, you know, the tattoo on the inside of the scalp and all that stuff. I mean, he's like looking for answers. And The only thing I can say that kind of debunks that for me is, is that there is a scene where he kills that entire posse and our, our favorite guy looks at the computer screen and goes, hey, one of our guests is getting a little wild, we need to we need to pump his brakes or slow him down. And he goes, well, he's paying for it. He gets what he do what he wants. That is that's stated and shown in like an, like, you know, the computer pictures him and like as a real person. So I, I, that's the only thing I would say that, that unless there's just some kind of like, you know, maybe that's planted there to make us not think that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think Ford has that in there. Because who has 40 Gs a day to live there for 30 years? There are some rich folks in the world. I'm just saying <laughs> that it doesn't make sense for him to pay his way in. He has free reign to do whatever he wants. And he's trying to figure out the answers of why certain things are the way they are in Westworld and stuff. I just, mm. I, I'm telling you, that's my huge well, I mean, out think- left field prediction is that he is an android programmed to think he's a guest. And that the, he is protected. You know, bullets don't hurt him, all that stuff. Right. I don't know. Like, I mean, I still think there's something, because they brought up Arkham's Razor, and that just does not seem like the simplest answer. Oh, I totally agree. It's not the simplest thing. I'm just saying it's my bold prediction. And so, I mean, I, I think there's... The Man in Black is definitely going to be Arkham's Razor. It's going to be the most simplistic way possible. Possibly. We'll see. So, just to throw a number at you. Say you follow your parameters of 28 days for a year that you can be in Westworld. Let's just say that, okay? At $40,000 for 30 years. Grand total, $33,600,000. That's not as bad as I thought, actually. I thought it'd be worse. Right. Now, that's only at 28 28 days a year. Oh, no. He's going full-time. Well, I mean, are you sure he's going full-time? Full-time. Because the... The terms of agreement state you can only go 28 days at a time. Yeah, 28 days at a time, then you must decompress. I don't know how long that means. I mean, let's say it's like, it's got to be at least a week, I would think. All right. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's a shite load of money. It, it's yeah. Bill Gates money. Yeah. It's baller status. 
Look, if you did it every day for 30 years, every day is $438 million. Bill Gates money. Okay, so he's not doing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, respectably, $300 million? Something like that? I mean, that right there is 28 days a year, give or take. 300 million bucks. Yeah. I'm telling Somewhere you, Somewhere around. I mean, it's, it's my old prediction lives. <laughs> <laughs> what about it, Cash? Where do you think the show's taking us? I mean, I'm still thinking that it's going to be trying to merge these androids into the real world in some shape, way, or form. And I think that's what the big maze is all about. And so I really think by the end of this, we're going to see some of these androids kind of pull Pinocchio and turn into humans. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Dolores is already, or maybe not necessarily turn into humans, but be able to get out of Westworld and go into society and we won't be able to tell them apart. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Are we to assume that these synthetics, Android like that, require food, nutrition, different things to maintain? I mean, they require brain. Considering that they're sitting in a storage room and been there for what I guess can be years, I'm going to say no. Doesn't look like it. But I no. mean, they can handle food and beverage, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, even when you saw Dr. Ford at the early stages of him creating the synthetics, I mean, you saw it looked to be like a real person, and then you see the bottom half of it's like almost hollow with wires and exoskeleton like that. So, I mean, to me, you know, I don't... But those are originals. Yeah, those are originals. You see the new ones are like basically 3D printed human beings. Correct. They have full tendons, full anatomy, yeah, Programming, everything. all nine yards. Com- most, as close to human as possible. We mm-hmm. can't even tell where the programming is yet. You know, I thought at first they showed the eyeball when they were about, you know, when they showed how it comes together. Which, I mean, that was so just so fantastic. Oh, it was so badass. Yeah. But I thought they were going to actually show like that's where the chip computer was. chip is or something. We haven't found, because... The eyes always play a big part of telling when one's in sleep mode or whatever like that. Yeah, going you know, to analysis. Come going online, this. you know, they'll start blinking and they'll wake up, right? Right. All that stuff. Super cool. By the way, awesome Amazing the acting. Oh, Amazing man. acting. Crushing. Teddy sitting there and just listening to the whole, you've died a thousand times, you're going to keep dying, you'll never yeah. do that. And you're just computing, you know? Yeah, no reactions. Yeah, so, it was so good. It, it was so, so good. So, on along your line, Cash, we didn't talk much about Teresa. Teresa's got a strange thing. There's something, there's another end game that she has. And like a lot of guys, I've, like I said, I've listened to some other shows, they think it's possibly creating a soldier. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, there's always a military aspect to anything like this. But it's like, if you're going to make a soldier, you have to make sure it won't improvise or whatever. You know, It'll or follow orders. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. You need it to harm humans, but need to harm the right ones. Right. You know, so there's like established a fine line threats. There. Yeah. So that that could be a cool route that they could take this, selling what they've created, not as a theme park, but as a military. Yeah. Because yeah. they've all talked about we beat all diseases. You know, we're basically evolved as far as we can. So what's the next step? Like no ending human life, you know, unnecessary human life and stuff. So yeah, I I, I could see like Cash was talking about. It's trying to go that route, and that could lead to people making their way into the real world and interacting, and you not be able to tell the difference and stuff. Oh yeah, well, it just goes back to like that movie with Bruce Willis, which was borderline atrocious, like surrogate or something. Yeah, you know where he you you hop into a module and you become one of those things, right? And you can control it. You know, it just makes you think like, all right, we're gonna have these things, and so they're gonna go to war for you. You know. Um, I, I could totally see that being something. I don't think it's something we ever see played out in this ep- in the show, but I could see that that's something one of the antagonists that causes problems for where the sh- you know the Westworld's trying to go or maintain. So I could definitely see that being a big part of it. You know, well, they can't they can't stay here. This isn't going to be a single season. No. Well, I mean that's why there's talks of future world, which a lot of people aren't wanting. They're saying that was done really poorly. <laughs> I don't want future world. I would have loved to have seen a medieval world or whatever, yeah. or Roman times, whatever you want to I mean, call I, it. I mean, I'm thinking we still have a good chance for that stuff. But my thing is, it's like, you can't stay in Westworld. That's going to run dry here by the end of the season. You know what I mean? Well, here's another thing is, there's no part of me that believes Anthony Hopkins is going to continue after another season. 
No. I don't to me, so. I think it's a one and done. Like, I mean, the man has no purpose in continuing this show. I mean, to me, it's it's just like when you do True Detective and stuff. I'm going to do my one hit run, in the, you know, and make it monumental, and then I'm moving on. Yeah, you know, he's not Ed a Harris. he's not a continuation kind of character. Neither is Ed Harris. Well, neither is Bernard. You know, uh, I could see him before I could see any of the other major ones. He's a pretty big actor too, though. I know, but I I could see Ed Harris. I know Ed Harris and Anthony. It would be an ultimate shock to hear that they would be returning for a second season. But speaking of these characters, where do we think Elsie lies in this? Because she's doing jobs that aren't hers. You know, Bernard already kicked her out. Hey, go do something that relates to your job. Yeah. You know, she's very nosy. Is she going to wreck something or put herself into too much danger? I think she is the audience. She's like the audience searching surrogate. for answers. You know, she's the one that's actually taking the stuff seriously mm-hmm. because Bernard is being completely nonchalant. Well, she's unbiased. That happening. That's the biggest deal. Everybody else has an emotive, an agenda. She's unbiased. She's, she's just trying job. to. She's just trying to figure it out what the heck's going on. Right. And she's inquisitive about it. And she's bringing that report back, and it can be damaging or contaminating or however you want to put it. I mean, she's the one that's saying this could be contagious. This could be this. This could be that. And they're like, yep. shut your mouth and go over there. Why are you doing this? Yep. Go find something that's on your pay grade. All this time, because she's like you said, and you think you're nailing the head. Is she is the audience? She's mm-hmm. trying to help us figure out what the heck's going on. Like you know, like we all want. Yeah, she's just our entryway in. She's asking the questions that we're asking. Okay. You know, she's diving into stuff. She's gonna be our key into the mystery. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. The only thing that she's done so far that's just like eh, kissing is the girl. kissing the girl. You know, that's the one thing that was kind of like okay. Where, where was that going? Like you said, she's the audience. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what I would have wanted to but do. But don't, don't think that that won't tie back. Oh, yeah. I, I think everything's... I think it's going to be a giant circle. Well, I think when we get towards the end, it's going to be like a revelation to what we didn't realize in the first couple episodes. And then it's going to play it all back like we should have seen it. And we're all going to feel like yeah, a it's big like, bunch of dumbass. It's like we're watching a bunch of um, you know small videos that are in, out of order. And then it's going to put it in order for us, and we're going to be like, <gasps> I feel like it's going to Whoa. end like uh, Inside Man. Like when he was like, I told you everything you need to know and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's going to come it's, all together like that. Breadcrumbs. They're just throwing them at us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hit us in the forehead with them, but you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, really. It's hey, just, dummy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just sit there. All I'm going to walk out. right out the front door. You yeah. know? <laughs> uh, Bullshit. <laughs> that's the thing. The show is so well written, so well layered. It's gorgeous to watch. You just yeah. sit there with your mouth hanging open, and you're uh, trying to absorb it. But oh, y- y'all y'all don't wear bibs when you watch this. Dang, I, I think I'm alone. <laughs> no. But yeah. it just I look forward to it so much because yeah, there's no the mystery is so well done. No, no doubt. Uh, what do y'all think? We call. It, I'll be honest with you. We haven't got a whole lot of viewer feedback on this. You know, we've got a little bit from some different people and so on. But everybody I know. Everybody we talk to, and I know y'all talked to several people, is is that everybody's confused. Nobody knows exactly where it's going. Everybody does love the visuals, the way it's written, and so on. Uh, even my wife looks at me and goes, I am just completely all over the map here. And I love to talk to her about it, you know, not just because she's my beautiful wife, but I mean, also is that she, to me, like, I'm overanalyzing. I'm looking at everything because I want to talk about it on the podcast. But she's just enjoying it, for, enjoying it for the entertainment value and trying to understand what they're trying to go. And I'll be honest, she looks at me and just goes, okay, I'm confused, you know, <laughs> on a lot of things. And I'll look at her and I explain it, and she gets that, oh, you know, that... And so I'm really curious to think what other people are talking about. It. Everybody who's given us a lot of feedback is real detail-oriented as well, but we're not getting a lot of that, you know, I'm just lost or I'm thinking something completely different. And so if y'all got a thought out there, hit us up. Let us know. I'd love to explore something different. Both of the things we're talking about tonight, which we've discussed, are in line with a lot of opinions we are getting. If you're getting something different, I would love to explore that and what we're going about. So hit us up we're on Facebook we're on Twitter Bleed TV Podcast we have a Gmail account Bleed TV Podcast and Gmail uh, and love to add you to the show um, I think it'd be, it'd be awesome uh, but I don't think we've got anything else tonight you guys yeah, I'm good and uh, again we absolutely love the show I can honestly say if you could say one two three uh, episodes rating this could be one of the best series 
starting out that I've ever watched. I mean, don't get me wrong, when True Detective started, I was so intrigued and I thought it was fantastic, but there were a couple episodes that were kind of like, yeah, it's hard to tell if it was like episode five, I think. And so there was something like that. So far, this is three for three, you know, knocking it out of the park. Um, damn near flawless. Damn near flawless. I mean, I, well, I'll put it this way. I will say this. I've never seen the acting caliber of so many different actors and almost be perfectly flawless. The only one I can see of was, was the, the black lawman. He was very robotic when he spoke to him, when he said, you know, if there's any God, there are, you know, I was like, mm, that was a little, a little off. Everything that, everybody else is Spot amazing. On. Amazing. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. And so on. So guys, we're going to call it tonight. We look forward to next week. Don't forget to hit us up or hit us on Facebook, whatever like that. Or if you got a few minutes to even give us a, a review on iTunes, anything positive you can put out there really helps us boost our podcast. And we greatly appreciate it. But uh, anything else, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>